The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility of Christ here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily offered on this New Year's Sunday and Epiphany Sunday are given in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our New England congregation across the radio waves at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your written or emailed responses, your personal and uh, stewardship devotional gifts, your reflections on self-selections for ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us come Sunday. On this first Sunday of the month especially, we welcome you to the Lord's table. All are welcome. We also invite you to a fellowship luncheon following service downstairs in the Daniel Marsh room. We invite you to consider the practice of disciplined giving and tithing, and you may communicate with our chapel director, Ray Bouchard, in that regard. And should your heart and mind be so inspired and you are ready to affiliate as a member of the Marsh Chapel chapter, we encourage you to speak to Rachel Cape, our director of hospitality. On this Sunday, we have as a special gift and leadership of our service, our collegial partner in music, In Coro Novo, a choir that sings with us a couple of times a year under the fine direction of Dr. Therese Provenzano. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We stand in a moment to sing our first hymn, our hymn of praise. May we pray. O oh God, by the leading of a star, you manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you now by faith, to your presence, 
where we may see your glory face to face through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join with me in praying responsively verses from Psalm 72 with the Antiphon. the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity to the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. 
May he live while the sun endures, and as long as the moon, throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May the rulers of Tarshish and of the islands render him tribute. May the rulers of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all rulers fall down before him. All nations give him service. For he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those that have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. And now, beloved, rise up in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Deo and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, I bar are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, Bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. 
weren't you listening? Bert and I were listening as the choir sang, flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping, vigil till the morning knew. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. Ed and Diana, a little further back in the pews, were listening as we heard, saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true. So we begin on a New Year's Sunday, as Jonathan Edwards said, resolved to do nothing I would be afraid to do in the last hour of my life. I don't believe I quite heard yet your personal seasonal resolution will come back to that. You still may be hunting and searching. The gospel is the gift of the Christ child to us. The gospel is God's gift of faith and of fellowship and of freedom beyond thought and beyond intuition and beyond demolition. If God is for us, who is against us? If God is for you, who is against you? But the gospel, odd, isn't it, is also our gift, gold, frankincense, myrrh, to the Christ child. The gospel heard and spoken and lived is our gift to Christ. Just as the story that Matthew remembered for the second chapter is Matthew's own gift to the Christ child. What a wonderful, beautiful narrative. Search and hunt, they did, these wise folks. The very presence of the wise at the outset of the gospel is a rejection of fundamentalism, a rejection of fundamentalism near and far, Swinging like an angel's sword before the Garden of Eden, here come the Magi, making sure that any gospel worthy of the name fears nothing human, fears nothing known, fears nothing knowable, fears nothing true. Biblicism be gone, say the kings. Their presence is the celebration of the liberal gospel, the gospel of liberality. That's your birthright. I'm looking at the loving people in the pews of Marsh Chapel, and I'm thinking of the radio audience and listenership. This is your birthright, Marsh Chapel. The gospel, not that there is any other gospel, honors what we know while admitting what we do not. The gospel, not that there is any other gospel, remembers our history including its horrors. The gospel eschews easy, easy measures of the divine, the divine which by definition is unmeasurable. The gospel has arms big enough to embrace the big bang, arms big enough to embrace evolution, arms big enough to embrace real random chance, arms big enough to embrace the unknowable God in whose love alone we are at all known. To be good news, the gospel must be true. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. To be good news, the gospel must be good and news. Searching for such can be exhausting to you, to any searcher, following a star at night out to the east, following forever through truth and science and history and psychology, hunting for the hidden. Our five grandchildren and their overseers visited us for Christmas. The oldest is five, the leader of the cousin's pack. In the morning, I heard them playing hide and seek. She taught them a bird song. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. We heard it earlier. But after a while, she, although the oldest, was tired of looking and she couldn't find them where they were in a closet or underneath the bed. And when running out of energy, she taught them to call out. It's a little call and response. This is not unfamiliar to a church tradition, call and response. She couldn't find them. She'd sing a little song. And it went like this, if she couldn't find them. Can you give me a little tweet, tweet? <laughs> and then sometimes they'd answer, and sometimes they wouldn't. But then from behind the corner, you'd hear sometimes tweet, tweet, 
Can you give me a little tweet, tweet? The gospel is not only the Christ gift to us, the gospel is our gift to the Christ, gold and frankincense and myrrh gold to starve. The gospel is our spoken gift of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now you may think that this is an overly Lutheran interpretation of a day that's fit especially for Ignatius of Loyola and the visual and light and brilliance. But Luther would remind us that it's in the voice that we know faith, in the hearing and speaking that we know faith, in the bird song. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. And every bird sings faith over the globe through all time. So Thurman loved his penguins, odd and remote. Listen along the Charles in the spring. Make way for goslings and ducklings. Mid-island in Bermuda, I hear the song. Early in the summer mornings out in the land, currently under the death cloud of possible hydrofracking where we live in the summer at dawn a rooster unmistakable two eagles singing together they mate for life you know soaring I can only imagine their music the gospel is that beauty of a bird in song the owl at night the swan song silver swan living had no note the gospel is a bird in song and all nature sings even if or when the preaching of the gospel by human imperfection abates as it does threaten to do now and then. Bird song will carry the tune. You know, there are some reasons I suppose to skip church and there are some reasons in the space of 4,000 earthly Sundays, I suppose, to skip faith. But let's not let that happen to us this coming year. Faith is only real gold, real faith, when it's all you have to go on. Yes, Ignatius would love the star, but Luther would mark the voice, the sound, the bird song of searching, inquiring, wise, questing, serious, real faith, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Do you notice right at the beginning of this gospel that the first to find him, the Magi, are not Jews at all? They are wise folk from the East, Persians, not religious in that sense, that biblical sense at all. Some of our most natural gospel hearers and speakers today are not necessarily religious. Way Some of them may even carry the name tag atheist in the sense in which early Christians were called the same because they, early Christians and others today, do not accept the false pantheon of Greco-Roman or modern gods, so-called. No. The Magi are the wise. They are not religious, at least in the biblical sense. Matthew, though usually misunderstood otherwise, those doing their PhD exams take account, Matthew is a Gentile gospel. The Magi come first. Light centrally shines chapter by chapter. The book is written in Greek. Its Mount Sermon celebrates Greek wisdom and Greek discipline. A wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rain fell, and the flood came, and the wind blew and beat upon the house, and it did not fall because, wisely, it was founded upon the rock. But the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the rain fell, and the flood came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it did fall and great was the fall of it. That's the Greek interest in wisdom you hear. And in this gospel, what else? The Sabbath is overrated. 
The only sign the natives deserve is that of Jonah. The disciples dish traditions of elders. The greatest faith is the Gentile woman willing to take the dog crumbs that the table guests despise. The faithful followers, they will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And by the way, make sure to render your taxes to Caesar. Matthew's endless explanations of kosher requirements is made as is his whole gospel for Gentile Greek ears. I will not even pause to recite the damnation of woe given to scribes and Pharisees at the end. Matthew is writing in Greek for a universal audience. His universalism would make Plato blush and proud. So we begin, not just gold of faith, but frankincense of fellowship, as Jonathan Edwards says, resolved to do nothing I would be afraid to do in the last hour of my life. I don't quite think I heard the resolution that you're making. What was it? There are no freelance Christians. If nothing else, for sure, the child, the wise visit, makes space in life for real fellowship. Flocks were sleeping. <clears throat> the church is a working fellowship, as Marsh Chapel is today. Isaiah foretold it. Here in 3rd Isaiah, read earlier, who remembers, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60 does, remembers the bird song of 2nd Isaiah, who came before, and carries the tune back into Jerusalem after the return from exile, probably written about after 538. When another, by the way, 538, another wise Persian, Cyrus, sometimes called the Christ of God, freed the people of Israel from bondage in Babylon. The birth of the Christ, note gold and frankincense in the Isaiah reading, is meant to connect us to that hope for universal liberation. This year every Sunday we are here to sing the song, ring the bell, and sound the trumpet, to lift the voice. Because there may be people near you who need to see your example of light and salt. You may need this Sunday to see the example of kindness in the faces and voices of women and men in the pews of Marsh Chapel. Kind people here. Kind women, here. Kind men, here. Doing unto others as they would have done to themselves. Seeking, seeking lasting wisdom with joy. So join us in these winter and spring months. Come on Martin Luther King Sunday and hear our dear friend Dr. Fluker or on Monday here in the Student Center and celebrate the King of Marsh Plaza. Come on February 9th. Now, usually we do this on Groundhog Day, February 2nd, a very favorite day of mine. But this year, our skating will be held on February 9th, right here on the plaza itself. You come and you join with us and celebrate. In March, in March here at Marsh, we will invite you to come and sing hymns in the Lynn home of Alice and Uria. They'd love to see you. It's a midwinter delight. The music is wonderful, birdsong, birdsong, the, ce the celebration and the refreshments are great. Resolve this in 2013. Come for brunch and marathon on Mar Patriot's Day in April to our home, but resolve generally. I will be in church. I will be listening. I will be listening for the birdsong of the gospel. This and every Sunday, 2013. Wise men seek him still, it is trite, but it is true. You find faith in fellowship and vice versa. At Marsh, we minimize meetings, committees, structures, organization. We find our fellowship across the university. We take our education in the university. We partner in service through the university. We don't want to be found sitting on a whale fishing for minnows. We enjoy the whale itself. Come and join us. It's a great way to give and to live and to give and live the gospel. Here, 
Universal liberation is identified and spoken. Gay people are people here. Lay people are people here. The eight words my beloved Methodism needs to hear and live for survival. Gay people are people. Lay people are people. I refer you to the sermon coming January 27th, 2013. We begin not only with gold and frankincense, but also with myrrh. As Jonathan Edwards said, resolved to do nothing I would be afraid to do in the last hour of my life. I don't quite believe I heard the resolution that you're making yet. Resolve 2013, not only in belief and belonging, but also in behavior. Let's name it this way to be current. Leave behind debt and leave behind regret. On January 1st, 1863, here in Boston at the Boston Music Hall, Frederick Douglass and many others sang together. You remember why they were singing. The Handel and Haydn Society sang. One of their members was Harriet Beecher Stowe, who sang right along, January 1st, 1863. Why their bird song? Why their good news of great joy? Why in the cradle of liberty such singing? Emancipation. Real change is real hard, but it does come, and said Lincoln a month before, December 1862. The dogmas of the quiet past are in inadequate to the present stormy present. The dogmas of the quiet past are inadequate to the stormy present. She wrote and had us sing. He is coming like the glory of the morning on the waves. Wisdom to the mighty, honor to the brave. So the world shall be his footstool and the soul of wrong is slave, but truth is marching on. Regret is the shortest definition I know of hell. Regret is the shortest definition I know of hell. Let your regrets be few. Prize your time, your body, and your heart. To thine own self be true. That's Shakespeare, by the way, not the Bible. Let us leave behind the regret of gun violence, the regret of the dehumanization of gays, the regret of environmental predation, the regret of children in poverty, the regret of unruly rogue nations, the regret of selfish living. Let your freedom be not only the freedom of the will, but the freeing of the will across the globe. And debt? Debt is the surest measure, I know, of hell. Debt is an actuarial prison. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. That is Shakespeare, by the way, not the Bible. An undergraduate degree is a wonderful thing, but be careful how much debt you incur for such a wonderful thing. Travel light, cloak and staff. Be careful with debt. Yes, I'm also concerned about the national debt. I am a $4 trillion budget with a $3 trillion income. That doesn't seem to add up to me. Even churches balance their budgets. I have 35 years of experience with December Finance Committee fist I mean conversations, which the financial secretary says the Lord will provide, and the treasurer says the Lord and who else, and you compromise. A little bit more income, a little bit less spending. It can be done. It is done. Get rid of your debt. Get rid of your regret this year. Find the freedom to live in love. That is the gift of myrrh. You know, we've been here six and a half years in New England. We love it. I love the games, the game of hide-and-seek, for instance. I'm hunting for you. I'm looking for you. I see so many of you. But there are others out there. I'm hunting for you along Beacon Street. I'm hunting for you on the North Shore. I'm hunting for you over a bagel and coffee down Cape Cod. I'm hunting for you out in Newton enjoying the music of the Marsh Choir and in Coro Novo and the organ and all. I'm hunting for you 
against the fierce New England wind of post-Christian secularism, righteous anti-religious fervor, mixtures of bad Calvinism or Catholicism, Sunday hockey, and a kind of intellectual life that is always just short of wonder, just short of mystery, just short of the magi wisdom. I'm hunting for you, south, north, west. Where are you? I don't find you yet. Getting a little tired. I search, but you're too well hidden. Can you give me a little tweet, tweet? Choir, can you give me a little tweet, tweet? Congregation, can you give me a little tweet, tweet? Radio congregation will be listening. Can you give me a little tweet, tweet? <laughs> the father of neo-biblicism, Karl Barth, said, the gospel is the freedom of a bird in flight. But we'll sing it this way this morning. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song, in faith and fellowship and freedom, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. The gospel is the beauty of a bird in song. The gospel is the beauty of bird song.
Please be seated. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel and hope you will take a moment to put your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. We also hope that you will stay following the service for our monthly potluck luncheon downstairs in the Marsh Room uh, immediately following the service. We note that the university is still in intercession, and so our regularly scheduled weekday activities are not taking place this week, but we are here, as always, on Sunday morning, and hope you will join us again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel at 11 a.m. next Sunday morning. We would invite you, as the ushers uh, wait upon us for the offertory, to uh, listen to Morton Lauridsen's setting of O Magnum Mysterium, sung by Incoro Novo under the direction of Dr. Therese Provenzano. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
God, we pray, receive these our gifts and these our resolutions in faith and fellowship and freedom. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ. Amen. Beloved, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear the good news, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. With his peace, let us greet one another. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. So, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. <laughs> your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our
love it all is prepared. The ushers will guide you should you need direction. Please come at their uh, invitation as the sacrament is served.
Let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. were sleeping, shepherds keeping vigil till the morning knew, saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true. Thus rejoicing, free from sorrow, praises voicing, greet the morrow, Christ the babe is born for you. Amen. 